1: forcing myself to read dune
2: oh i just read dune oh
1: uh, yeah yeah okay and how you find it
2: um i liked it of course there's the new movie coming out so um oh, do. okay yeah you know yeah there's um it has some um who's it have in it, it has a few um famous actors timothy chalamet is um paul okay yeah and then the Duke is played by, oh, what's his name? Oscar Isaac, the guy from Star Wars, yeah. um, and the more recent Star Wars. What's his name in that series? Oh, I'm um, already the, losing it, but.
1: The, the series or the movies? The movies. Chris Pine or Zachariah Quinto? Let's just do the good old Google
2: it. Yeah, it. I know. <laughs> I feel like I should know that, but it's been a while since I've seen the newer Star Wars. So Poe. Uh, He's Poe. Oh oh uh oh
1: you're thinking of Wars, not Star Trek. Yeah yeah yeah. So that's probably
2: why you lost it was like
1: yeah, thinking. Star, Star Trek, Trek so I do have my sisters in this, okay.
2: But yeah, I mean it looks it looks decent. So they have well they haven't released a trailer yet, but anyway, mm-hmm. I, I knew um you know. I'd probably be seeing the movie. So I wanted, I always like to try to read the book first. So,
1: well, I didn't even know they were making the movie again, but that's great because I've just, like Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho actually is perfect. Yeah. Ellen <laughs> then Skarsgård as Baron Vladimir Halconen. I can also imagine that perfectly. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty good so far.
2: Have you seen the David Lynch movie, the older Dune movie?
1: I remember trying to watch it as a kid, or when I say but younger.
2: Yeah. And
1: it lasted about five minutes.
2: It's I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. So you can feel free to skip that one.
1: Well, well I'll, be, I'll be honest. What what got me to read it was well, two things. One, it came up on a few podcasts where some people recommended reading it. Um, I think Tim Ferriss was probably the last person, if, if I remember correctly. And then I used to play the game a lot. Mm. i always I said to myself if, I, if i've been playing the game it's so, so well, good but it was good at the time i must read this book at some point and it sort of came up came up and as i say it came up recently i was like okay you know i've just finished a book let me let me try um and it's not being bad i finished the sort of part one where paul and his mom are in the desert today but now it's you know going to start the next piece so yeah that's okay. Uh, I, try, I try to watch it on Amazon Prime. There's a series called Dune. But mm-hmm. I think it's Children of Dune, which is a bit later on. Um, so I've stopped watching that because it makes no sense to me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it really picks up in the, like, maybe third section. But it definitely, things, things start moving and accelerating. And Yeah, I find, I, I don't know if it's just the
1: language it's used, but I find the language really weird. Mm-hmm. um and i can't think of one example right now but it was lo- it just like th- like thopter
2: mm-hmm.
1: for, for a helicopter or whatever they try but it just feels weird every time i read them hey, What what's the apostrophe supposed to what are you what are you not saying that this thing you know orthothopter or whatever it is mm-hmm. just, just every time i read them like can we read that sentence because it makes
2: sense <laughs> yeah there's definitely a lot of uh terminology and uh political allegiances and all of that to figure out in the beginning mm. so yeah we have uh, some exciting news today we've announced uh, the launch of our new uh digital workspace work slack community um do you want to tell people how they can join that ryan and what's it all for
1: yeah sure so we've got I'll, the link will obviously be in the show notes so we, we've put this together um to make this more interactive and as i said in the mail out when we did this i mean it is a little bit off the cuff sort of we had a chat and we just sort of released it to the wild um, but the idea is is one it, it makes it more interactive for everybody we didn't want this to be a one-way sort of community where we just talk every week and and those that listen to us just hear hear from us we actually wanted it to be um bi-directional so this is an opportunity to do that. We've also set up some channels with different topics that we think are are relevant, and so we obviously will we relook re- at this at, at a given time. But things like WVD, so Windows Virtual Desktop that Microsoft provides, um, probably any other providers that come, um, you know, unified comms, which is quite a big thing inside the digital workspace, especially now that we're all working from home. Um, things like remote working, future of work, etc. So it's been quite good. I mean, in, in the week that we've had it open. We've already. Um, got 12, 13 members. Um, and that grew sort of doubled every day for the first, well, I say double, but it increased quite nicely every day with two or three people um, to date. And um, yeah, as, as I say, it's a good place to come and chat uh, as we will share most of our stuff. I mean, stuff that doesn't actually make it to the podcast. I think that's, that's also important. I think at some point we'll probably close it down and, and make it a, a restricted group. Um, so I think get in now while, while it's open. Um, you know, I sort of think a hundred people would be ideal, uh, but we'll see how we go. Um, yeah. And that's it. I think, I think come join us, you know, if, if, if it's one place to give us feedback, that's a little bit easier than email. I think email is getting lost in the minutiae. So at least in this channel, we can, we can see it, we can flag it, um, you know, and we can use it as a way to steer this podcast in the direction people want it to go
2: yeah no it's exciting stuff and i know you know ryan you you've already been sharing some cool articles there um there's been some discussion going and we even have a few interesting channels like one for a potential book club or other sort of ways to interact and not not just chat so there's a few few things there that people can check out
1: yeah i think the book club is actually a really good one because that's something that that you know, I read a lot and I'm sure you, or you do too, but, you know, finding something to read and also reading something, unless you're having to read a book that someone else has read and just get the the cliff notes. Um, you know, why would I want to read this book would be, you know, that's usually valuable. Uh, so yeah, exciting. I'm trying, I'm, I'm waiting for someone else to post in there. So far I've put two books in and no one else has just replied. So, ah,
2: okay.
1: And so we'll see how that goes. Um, and yeah. we've also aggregated some RSS feeds that we think are interesting. Um, So that's a nice place to sort of see it in the channel and and while you're interacting, you can share your views and the other people to, to comment as well.
2: Yeah. Cool stuff. So yeah, people can, again, just uh, check that out in the episode notes and click on the link and meet us there. So Ryan, I haven't, I haven't asked about you about this yet, but, but I'm seeing it. So I'm seeing your new desk workstation setup. uh, how are you liking it so far? The standing desk? Um,
1: it's been—it's has uh, been on my list to catch up with you on this, so it's been good. Uh, I'm having a little challenge, which mm. I, I guess is kind of ironic. Um, I can't get my desk to lower. Oh. So it's got this, and, and I'm—I to take a video of it now and log a support call. But some days it'll go all the way down. I've got like three memory settings, so I can have like um, you know seated, sort of coffee table chat level which is what i'm doing now and then i'm going to one that's, that's even higher which is almost like just just a chat um, so i can sort of sit with my, my arms a bit higher um and what happens is it kind of gets stuck at one of those two levels and then every time you try to go down it thinks it's going to hit something so it comes up so you never really get back down <laughs> all the time so often when because there's definitely a state in your brain when you want to do something that's really thought intensive um, that you want to sit down and do it. And it's obviously to take cognitive load off your, your brain while you're thinking. Um, and that's where it gets frustrating. It's like, I want to write a document or I want to write some code or something. and I really want to get stuck into it. And I'm like, okay, let's load the desk and the desk goes, eh, uh, now I'm coming back up again. Sorry. Um, so that's, that's been a little bit irritating, but I, I'll see if that's just maybe I put too many cables hanging off the end. Cause I haven't done the cabling probably yet properly yet. Um, but other than that, I'm really enjoying it because I've put, um, two 24 inch widescreen monitors up, uh, instead of having a laptop and a, and a screen and, um, I put a light on for the camera and I moved the camera position from being a laptop camera or on top of the monitor to actually be a little bit more central. So I'm quite enjoying that. Um, and obviously a bit more space on my desk and I think I took a picture and I put in one of the channels so I can always share that as well. Um, but I think it's the way forward, um, you know, I'm quite enjoying standing. I've noticed my back pain has gone down to almost zero. Um, it's more now from when I pick up my son as opposed to sitting all day. Um, yeah, so I would definitely recommend it if anyone's thinking about it.
2: No, is it the IKEA one that you went with or is it a,
1: No, I bought a flexi, flexi spot. Um, the reason why I didn't go with IKEA in the end is when I looked at them again, they didn't. I mean, the, the app was the only difference and I didn't really think I needed an app-controlled standing desk. Um, and also price-wise, I got this one for about a hundred bucks cheaper. Uh, and, I, and I went for a slightly smaller one. I could have gone bigger. I mean, 140 centimeters, you can go sort of 160. 140 is actually fine. Um, and that was the other thing. It was a bit bigger than I actually thought I needed, which has actually worked out. Um, so yeah, this has actually been not bad. Uh, it took me a good hour and a half to build it. Um, I, I, and I don't understand why instructions have to be so, like, I don't know if you've, if you've seen this, but this, the instructions you get nowadays when you have to build something are so condensed that they give you like a one-pager when you, you know, spend the extra money and use two pages you're <laughs> clearer on your instructions. Because I really struggled to get the sensor in until I actually realized that, the instruction, the way I was interpreting the instruction, um, there was a piece missing where you actually had had to uh, flip it upside down and put it in. But the way the drawings done is they haven't dotted the lines, so you don't see that it's actually upside down. You see it as on top, and it's a very bad, it's just bad drawing. Um, what my I had an industrial arts teacher, who was very adamant about dotted lines and, and solid lines and that kind of stuff, and he would have definitely had a few things to say. Um, But yeah, once it was built, been very happy. Definitely recommend it. Got some, as I say, the two screens up is great. Uh, I was very tempted to go one big screen, which I know is kind of the fashion now. That you sort of get this big curved screen. Yeah. Um, but I'm tempted at this at the moment they're both horizontal. But I'm thinking of turning one vertical, uh, and to do you know use one for reading stuff and one for for main work. So that's I'm going to give this two weeks and then I'm going to manipulate it and see where it goes.
2: Well, it's exciting to be on that uh, refreshed office journey. I can't Ooh. wait to join you on it <laughs> as soon as I uh, started evaluating new desk options and stuff like that. But yeah, one of the I guess having the two screens is nice because if you have I know ben, ben Murphy has a huge, huge monitor yeah. and his screen sharing is always super wonky because of that. And then you have to you know, you have to worry about resolutions for that kind of thing. So.
1: And that's and that's exactly the debate I had before I got well. So so these are these are you know my my um, work ones. That I well, there they, they was someone else's screen they not going to use. So I'm using it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was the, the debate: Do I go and get this big fancy screen, or let's trying two screens, see how it goes, and then if it really works, then I'll look at a big screen. But actually, I quite like having left hand side is you know typically stuff I'm working on right inside of my laptop, are typically things that I need while I'm doing that. So if I'm referencing a document or referencing something I'm looking at or whatever it is, I kind of go left to right and, and have zones for, for attention, which, which I been work out well. The other thing I've been doing since I've been doing this is I've been tracking my time. Um, so what, what am I spending my time on? What project, what work am I doing, et cetera. And that's been very interesting because you know, one of the things that I found, and I don't know if you felt the same, is because you weren't commuting, you were working longer hours.
2: Definitely, yeah.
1: Um, and not necessarily doing the right work at the right time, if that makes any sense. So I've I've been working on that. and That's been quite cool, especially with, with managing the household, because uh, Kirsten being so heavily pregnant, I you know basically I'm single parent plus single worker. Um, so just making sure that I do do my sort of six to eight hours a day, um, as opposed to you know, completely missing stuff. And, and I mean, you, and you have days where you do 12 hours, you have days where you do two hours, but at least I'm aware of now where I'm spending my time on which days and which days work better um, for different things. So, so yeah, it's been interesting as well.
2: Are you just jotting that down, or do you have an app or something that you're using? No, I've got an app.
1: Um, it's called Toggle, um, it's quite popular um i use it for two reasons one well the, the reason i initially thought i'd use it is because it could track your calendar and then you can pick the meetings you've been in but it doesn't seem to i can that to work at the moment so it might have might have been another app that did that but the other reason is obviously you've got a mobile app as well so sometimes i forget to turn the timer off um and i can turn it off when i go downstairs from the app um and it also keeps track of if you're idle that tells you you've been idle and you want to keep that time and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's quite good. Very nice simple interface. Um, I don't think I'm paying for it yet. I think you only pay for it if you have a team, so good for a single user. Um, and yeah, it's quite, quite nice that if I do like I was working on something today in, in four different times of the day, um, I just got to keep the same task again and it restarts the time on that task, but it's a new task though, but then it, then it aggregates that quite nicely. So I've spent six hours working on an activity, but I've worked on it an hour here, an hour there, 50 minutes there, five minutes there, and it's, and it's just aggregated that together, which I quite like. So yeah, good tool. Definitely impressed with
2: it. Yeah, that sounds nice. I'll have to try it out because I am a very, I use a lot of lists And like, you know, and, and jotting down sometimes even, you know, items that I've done because I, I juggle a lot of projects. So that's just like necessary to keep it all straight. But having an app do some of that work for me would, would probably be helpful.
1: Well, this, this is, I mean, it's task level or project Mm -hmm. level, It's not task level, but you can tag things. So, so for example, I've had a lot of issues with windows 10 this week again, um, my mouse, for some reason just disconnects. Um, so I've been logging how much time I spend diagnosing this problem. Mm. Um, but then I I had other issues, so I've basically got um, what I call it diagnostics, and then I've got tags to say mouse, um, keyboard. Uh, there was an issue with the screens the other day, so now I'm starting to see a pattern about how much time am I wasting because I'm I'm trying to justify in my head do I actually move completely off Windows? Oh. And I'm thinking if, if it gets to a certain point and I haven't reached what that number is. But if I'm gonna invest, let's say two days of troubleshooting a month, then I'd rather spend two days a month learning Linux. Yeah. And and figuring that stuff out. Um, Because yeah, Windows 10 is not great. Not the version commodities. Maybe everyone else has a better experience.
2: Mm. I like that you've built in your own sort of productivity (laughs) tracking, your own own personal end user experience (laughs) tracker.
1: Well, yeah, you know, when you when you've got limited time like I do, mm-hmm. you, and I don't have it, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be you know, a technology person, so I can't necessarily go and ask someone else to come fix my problems for me. Um, but when you're burning two days a week and you don't have two days a week uh, or two days a month, uh, it's very frustrating. And you know, if I look at my iPad experience, I don't have problems on there. I don't. Mm. Everything works, except for the Microsoft stuff. Mm. Output keeps resetting, losing all my email accounts on, on my iPad, which I don't know why that is. Mm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's tricky, but I'm yep. feeling like this move to Linux is going to be happening probably early next year.
2: That will be an interesting journey in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I am tempted to go back to fully Apple. Um, well, cause I was like that for, for about a year. Um, the only reason I went back to windows was, was I had to write some code, which I can now probably, once I build the WVD environment, I probably don't need to carry a desktop anymore or well, windows laptop. It is. So, so that's what I'm running over. I'm actually going to give this WDV, WVD thing a go. Uh, I was planning to do it last week and didn't get there, but I'm, and thankfully I didn't because I just launched the quick start stuff. Um, oh yeah which would have meant I would have been very frustrated if I started and then the quick start thing was launched a week later, i gone, ah oh, I should have just done, waiting for that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. That's, that's my thinking at the moment.
2: Yeah, well, I'll be excited to see <laughs> where you go there. I know, do you have, do you need to hop soon?
1: Uh, I do need to go, yeah. Okay. Um, but if we can finish off one last thought if you want.
2: You know, I guess I just, I also wanted to remind everyone again about the, the Slack community and to join through the link and, uh, you know, check it out and catch up, up with us there. And um, it's going to be a good time.
1: Yeah, I was actually thinking we probably need to update our end of end of episode um, track. Oh, to yeah. do that as well. well, actually, that probably needs a redo at some point anyway. Um, that and, and redoing our logo. So that'll change things as well. Cool. Good stuff. I'll leave it there.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please
2: share with your friends or colleagues.